Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Survivor Talks. I did want to put a disclaimer out there that this is going to be a little triggering considering that we're going to be talking about BPD, um, ADHD, depression, anxiety, PTSD, and other mental illnesses. And um, also it is April and April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So we are going to constantly, constantly, constantly you know, continue to advocate for survivors and be there for survivors and, you know, encourage everyone to educate yourself and step in when you see something that's not right. Always ask for consent and um, amplify survivors' experiences and their voices. So what led me to recording today's episode has a lot to do with what I've been experiencing the past couple of weeks compared to, um, comparing to and just related to our our mental health system, our free therapy, and just what it's like overall to be um, a survivor of sexual assault. So for those of you who are live in BC, we know that um, we have very bad mental health care system. Often all long periods of wait times. Um, and wait less just to get diagnosed for things like uh, mental illnesses um, such as PTSD, BPD, ADHD, um, anything that is typically resonates with and ties in with survivors of sexual assault. And within our mental health system and our healthcare system, um, there are a lot of survivors who are struggling. We're struggling with being believed. We're struggling with gaining access to proper resources, support, and help to help overcome our our experiences with sexual violence. We're trying our best to have people believe us and support us and validate our experiences, but often we're experiencing a lot of gaslighting and belittling and invalidation and people who are constantly questioning our stories. Within our healthcare system or mental health system um there are free resources out there like free therapy that we can get however when you get in contact with these organizations and these programs that provide free therapy there's a lot of barriers and setbacks and some of these barriers and setbacks includes having to provide evidence of your experiences um they may even question you and say um and ask you if you've played a role and your experiences, which makes absolutely no sense because how am I being complicit in my own sexual assault? How does that, how does any of that make sense? I think that over the past three-ish years, I want to say since the start of COVID, there's been a lot of things that have continued to re-trigger me and re-traumatize me and these things all tie in with navigating our system that is obviously meant to enable abusers and not protect survivors and we all know that that's a fact it's not something that's hidden it's not brushed under the rug it's not hidden in plain sight it's it's an obvious fact that many many people believe in whether you're a survivor or not i wanted to specifically talk about the crime victim assistance program which gives if you apply for this program, the application process is a bit lengthy. However, um, there's a lot of um, red flags that I've come across. 
So I've applied for this program about three times now, and two out of the three times I've been denied. Uh, first time I got denied is because of lack of evidence. Second time, they just didn't bother responding to me. Third time is right now, and I'm still in the process of figuring out whether I can get free therapy or not. So CVAP literally denies survivors of sexual violence free therapy if we don't have sufficient evidence, if we've complied to our own assault, or our experiences don't live up to what typical sexual violence looks like, and if we don't want to provide specific details as well. So all of these things, if we deny to do, if we don't have sufficient evidence, if it's one way or another we are complicit in our own experiences, if if our stories don't meet media expectations of what it looks like and if we don't want to provide specific details just to avoid getting re-triggered we will be denied and it makes me question like what's the point of free therapy then and to support survivors is to believe us regardless of evidence or not is that not the whole point at the end of the day and this process continues to further traumatize us i don't think anyone will truly understand the struggles of what it's like to be a survivor of abuse, being a survivor of sexual violence. There's a lot of flashbacks, a lot of nightmares, a lot of, um, you know, you're constantly living in survival mode. You're victim blaming yourself. You're questioning your own story. There's trauma adversaries. Those goes on. There's like a lot of psychological impacts. And survivors saying that this is what I've experienced should be enough. I think it's easy to say that we should just file a police report, but if you know anything about police departments and the rape culture that exists within these walls, they literally do not care about survivors of sexual violence. We're constantly belittled and gaslighted and blamed and questioned about our safety and experiences. And they don't respond appropriately. They don't respond through a trauma-informed survivor-centered approach. And that alone can be really re-triggering. Um, that's one of the main messages when it comes to gaining access to mental health. Is they constantly tell us to reach out for help. And we do. And we still don't get no support. Our doctors sometimes don't want to test us for depression or anxiety. They can also invalidate and gaslight us, thinking that our experiences are invalid. Um, gaining further diagnosis for Getting further diagnosis for PTSD, BPD, ADHD, etc., etc., has a long wait time. And if you don't want to be a part of this wait list, you do have to pay out of pocket again. It can be costly. And our mental health system is just overall trash. Um, what do you want survivors to do when we literally are grasping at every little straw that's available to us? We're reaching out and doing the best that we can to get support, and it's still frustrating and draining and overwhelming, constantly getting denied basic support. We're getting re-triggered and re-traumatized and re-victimized time and time again, and we are so over it. We're constantly screaming on the inside during our mental health relapses, and I don't know how long we can stay calm for on the outside. Triggers, sensory overloads, emotions, just about everything and anything that's dragging us back to a pitch black hole of emptiness, and we hate going there. I know personally, my own experiences with depression and anxiety are horrendous. It gets really, really ugly. Sometimes I don't even recognize myself because of um, 
you know, my experiences and the way psychological impacts impact just not even affects my body, but also just my brain and the my soul, literally, quite literally my soul. Just in these past couple weeks. There's been a lot of anxiety, um, like literally jittering anxiety where normally I don't often display physical evidence of this anxiety that I experience, but because of this process that trying to get free therapy and trying to go through a system that um, requires us to provide evidence and requires us to have eyewitnesses and, and anything that backs up our experiences um it's taking a large toll on a mental health i don't think that i should have to justify to anyone that what i've experienced is valid and i sure as hell don't need to justify to our system that my experiences are valid and try to provide specific specific details of what happened because that's just plain out wrong and it further puts in a position where we're having flashbacks and just overall symptoms of ptsd that can impact us in such a negative and dangerous way a lot of us experience um you know high rates of uh, suicidal ideations we experience high rates of mental illnesses and for us to just say that this happened to me should be enough i think that we deserve to be loved and valued and that our story matters and is valid even if we're not ready to share it and i hope we all you know are safe mentally physically and emotionally we deserve to find peace we deserve to find ease and we hope but to connect back with our power and our voice and our identity and we deserve to be loved and supported and believed and deserve a healthy healing journey but these journeys on the path to heal is not always the best and it has a lot again to do with the application process and our programs and our resources that has such long waiting periods and wait times to to get the help that we need what are we supposed to do in the three years to get free therapy because often a lot of us have to go and get specific specialized help in sexual violence it can start to impact our day-to-day lives i know for me i have skipped out and missed out on classes a lot because of our my trauma and it wasn't until recently where a professor did have to call me out it was like what's going on why are you not showing up to class and I had to it was probably one of the hardest things I had to do but I had to talk to them and I said I would provide a doctor's note and I did and they finally excused me but not a lot of professors do that in school and even for work if you work survivors do deal with a lot of trauma just you know in these spaces and whether it's in private spaces or in public spaces the things that we experience does stem from every part of our body. There can be one little thing that triggers us and we're going to be put back in a place where we feel like we're, we are reliving our trauma over and over again. I don't think we should have to suck it up and deal with the ways that um, our resources is built on. 
I don't think we should be able to provide evidence just to prove that we're telling the truth. I think us just saying this is what happened to me should be enough and that should be valid. Because of this, some of us are not ready to speak up and we continue to struggle mentally and, you know, we don't want to tell anyone about what happened to us. We're trying our best to heal on our own um, because, you know, again, this kind of invalidation makes us feel like our experiences have been dismissed. How much or little a survivor chooses to share about their experiences is entirely up to us. And we don't owe anyone our story, and explaining what happened in detail can be extremely triggering. Healing doesn't happen overnight. And for many survivors, it may take months to see any progress. Our mental illnesses are experiences when where they were not choices that we decided to make. And living with it is terrifying and exhausting. Getting triggered is not a personal choice. Experiencing sexual violence is not a choice. And then navigating the systems on top of it is not a choice that we want. But what, the, what other choices do we have in order to heal? trauma is still valid even if it wasn't quote-unquote that bad our trauma is still valid even if others have it worse our trauma is valid even if nobody else knows about it our trauma is valid even if others question our truth even if it happened a long time ago if it didn't involve any physical wounds and even on the days that we don't feel pain and even if we don't remember anything our trauma is valid no matter what and when we continue to navigate these systems and makes us feel like our trauma should not be valid because of these things i think that we are more than the statistic i think we're more than just numbers and pie charts and graphs that the government releases every year We are more than our struggles, we are more than our trauma, we are more than what anyone else pictures us to be. These past couple weeks has been a lot, a really, very draining. And it makes me feel like I don't want to go through this process over and over and over again because of the fact that they're not willing to budge, that I don't have evidence, and that I don't, they're not willing to budge because I don't want to provide specific details. And I know throughout the help that I have received in the past that I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Even if you don't see it, we are struggling. And it's so important to check on the survivors in your life, even if you're shy.
these systems don't believe us. And that leads to us not feeling safe. And we should be able to feel safe in our body and how the body processes trauma. We deserve to be seen and supported and validated. Sometimes we want people to just listen. And that's all we'll ever do. But at the end of the day, our voices do matter and our story matters and our truth matters and there's nothing that can take it take that away from us regardless of what people think. And for anyone out there who's experienced the same thing that we're all constantly dealing with, I hope that you find some 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 of strength, some vulnerability, some courage, your voices speak out against these rigid systems that have come continue and to harm us because it, it does a lot of um, damage to our mental health and does a lot of damage to our body and our experiences and puts us in place that we're constantly reliving our experiences over and over and over again. And I hope that you don't experience these things ever again. <laughs>